welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and um, I wanted to talk about a couple cases I saw this week that were interesting um, one of them was an entrapment, a nerve entrapment case that nobody had diagnosed correctly. Um, it's a 50-year-old male, and he has uh, extreme groin pain, and uh, he can't lie on his side. If he lies on his side, the, the pain he get, gets in his genitals is unbearable. Um, he says when, if I lie on my side, I actually have thoughts that I might be permanently disabled if I stay in that position. Um, he's a cancer survivor and he had a lesion, um, that totally paralyzed his lower body. Um, it was removed and he was able to recover his mobility for the past year, though, he has this um, groin pain, and the way he describes how he has to walk is, I have to walk like a cowboy. So the knees are pointed out, and he basically can't. He basically cannot hip flex, um, moving straight forward. He has to walk with his hips externally rotated and he's pretty much, he's doing something called circumduction, which is where it's like abduction, but go, you're making a circle um, because he can't move his legs straight forward. So um, he's talking to me about his symptoms and I'm thinking this sounds so much like an obturator tunnel issue where the obturator nerve is entrapped in the obturator tunnel, with, but usually by the pectineus and the obturator externus. So as you probably know, the obturator nerve is the primary innervation for the adductors. And um, it innervates the pectineus and the obturator externus as well. Um, it innervates the adductor longus brevis, magnus, and gracilis. And there's a sensory aspect that goes along the inner thigh. Um, I believe that the extreme genital pain that he was getting was more from the adductor brevis. Um, but I, it may have actually been also the nerve entrapment. So it was bilateral. And I think typically when you see a, an obturator tunnel situation, it's very often 
caused by an athlete who has to kick uh, like a, like for soccer football um, they're they're straining their adductors basically and the strain is so strong that the that the muscles tighten around the obturator nerve and then what happens to the adductors is that they become they become tight and weak basically um, what you'll see is the the person when they lie flat on their back they're their leg flops out externally rotated. They can't hold the leg in a normal position. The, the adductors primarily do adduct, but they are internal rotators of the hip as well. Um, the front adductors like adductor longus and brevis help hip flexion. Adductor magnus assists hip extension like the hamstrings. Adductor magnus is so interesting, and I think I've talked about it before, but the back part of it acts like a hamstring. Um, but they all help internally rotate the hip. And just lying flat on your back, those adductors maintain your leg in a position where the knee is mostly facing forward. It might be slightly externally rotated, but... Not too much. The difference with someone with an obturator nerve entrapment is that they, they're extremely externally rotated. So um, he was sent to me by the pain management doctor um, in whose office I work, and he was told he needed uh, acupuncture and dry needling for his adductor tension. Um. Up until I saw him, nobody considered this a nerve entrapment syndrome. He was being given epidurals by a previous pain management doctor, and it was it was not helping him at all. And on someone's recommendation, he came to see um, the doctor um, that I work with, and Dr. Pilly. And Dr. Pilly said. I'm not doing injections on you. You don't need you don't need epidurals. You need acupuncture and dry needling for your adductors. They're super super tight. So, um so when I saw him, I explained to him what I thought was going on and what I needed to do. Now, the only hesitation I had was that the very first needles that I needed to put in we're going to go into the adductor uh, tunnel. So we I was going to have to approach um, with his hip slightly flexed, externally rotated, abducted. I needed to go in to the upper part of the adductor longus with a 75 millimeter needle to get to pectineus and obturator externus in order to free up the entrapped obturator nerve. So I had to explain to him, this is weird. You will feel the muscles twitch. If at any point there's any discomfort, you let me know. It should not be uncomfortable. But when I put some electric stimulation on the needle, your entire leg is going to move and you may feel your opposite pelvis also moving, lifting. So I was able to treat both sides. And, I t and while I was 
treating, I was explaining what he might feel post-treatment. He may have a lot of soreness. It's been a year that he's had this issue. I said, you may feel some groin soreness. You may, if we're, if we're helping the nerve, you may get some sense of warmth, like blood is returning, or you may get tingles. Um, it's hard to predict what you're going to feel. But the hope is that you'll feel different, that you'll feel an improvement. So after doing both sides, I decided then, rather than test it, I would just treat the adductors, the motor points of the adductor longus and brevis, the adductor magnus, and the gracilis. So I did treat them, but they barely moved. They really did not move much. And I felt like, you know what, for his first treatment, these muscles have not been firing. I'm okay with that. Let's just neuromodulate for pain and and see where it lands. So after the needles were out, he got up off the table and he was able to march in place, um, which he has not been able to do for like a year. And he had no pain. And... He said, and then he said, you know, my left hip is still not right. I like, I think he was saying he felt some restriction and like an IT band kind of issue. I said, let's, are you okay with more needles? If you're okay with more needles, let's go for a treatment of that left hip. So he lied on his side, zero pain, no groin pain, no testicular or genital pain. And I was able to treat his TFL, glute min, glute med, and piriformis. And then he got up and, and he was shocked at how good he felt. And, um, and he almost cried. And I was thinking, oh, please don't cry. Don't make me cry. <laughs> this is not good. I need to like, con- you know, hold my composure. But he was so happy um, to be able to march in place and not have to walk like a cowboy. So I, and by the way, um, he has a lot of numbness in his low legs. Um, inside the, the low leg and outside the low leg. And I think part of this is actually related to the nerve entrapment in the groin. I think if I could free up his adductors more, He's going to get more of the sensation down the inner part of his legs. Uh, and I think by working with things like the Peronis longus, that will get sensation back on the outer part of his legs. And I think I remember him saying that he felt like he was starting to get some sensation um, back even after that one treatment. So when I see him, we have more work to do. It'll probably become, I told him we're going to come back to the exact same treatment and then we're going to add on to it some other things. And of course, I'll be working with his external rotators more. Um, anything that's going to keep his hips in balance where his adductors don't have to overwork or he doesn't have to have any um, uh, shortening of those adductors. So, but I was very happy with that treatment and very happy that thanks to Dr. Andrea Trescott's book, I learned about how to treat obturator nerve entrapment. Um, 
So I'm really happy with that. And I feel like um, the people he was seeing for the past year were not even either not aware of the possibility or I don't know. They just didn't recognize it. I, don't, I have no idea. But um, I was happy that I knew what it was. Um, the other case I saw this week that was interesting was someone that I had been treating already for sciatica and um, fo foot numbness in the lateral plantar nerve um, zone, the, the fourth and fifth toe area. And that had completely resolved. Um, but recently he started having pain on the metatarsophalangeal joint, um, be the third, let's see, third, yes, the third toe, um, right on the bone on the bottom in the ball of the foot, um, sort of toward the front, a lot of sharp pain there. And I had, the last time I saw him, I thought maybe it was just something with the toe flexors, maybe the flexor digitorum brevis and longus, and you know, maybe it was irritate, those were irritated perhaps by the previous uh, tarsal tunnel sort of issue that he had. So I just treated the flexors and hoped that it would start feeling better, but it didn't. So he was back the next week because this was the one thing that was still bothering him. And um, he said, if I wear certain shoes, it feels better, but I just, I don't want this to keep going on. So if you can figure it out. So I decided to treat, and, and the only reason I didn't treat his lumbricals the the time before that is just because I, I was already going to treat flexor digitorum brevis and I thought okay one needle in the bottom of the foot is enough for today um so instead you know so this time I had to treat the lumbrical so I had to dig my fingers in in between uh the toes to find the sensitive lumbrical that was very likely causing his pain and um, i did find it and it's sort of you know midway it's between the metatarsals about midway um uh, between the two heads and i put a needle in and i got really good stimulation and movement of the toe and after a few minutes he was he was pain free, so I thought that was pretty cool. That was good. Um, so if you see that that pain on the bottom part of the metatarsal phalangeal joint, sort of in the ball of the foot, sort of anterior portion of the ball of the foot, um, think about the lumbricals, and you don't have to uh, miss it for one visit. You can get it the first time. Um, so there's that. Uh, I will be teaching in Siena, Italy, uh, the weekend of December 1, 2, 3. And I think, I don't know, I think we might be full. But if you're still interested, check out richhazel.com. 
Um, there's a live seminar page where you can look at the information there. We may still have room. I'm not sure. Um, so, and it's in, of course it's in English. Um, my, I have no Italian skills at all. So it's in English. Um, so if you're in Europe and you're thinking about, you know, doing something that week, check it out. Um, it'll be an interesting one. I'm teaching, um, doing a little bit of a neck protocol. I'm doing shoulder assessment and treatment. I'm doing lower cross, uh, syndrome, you know, lower cross, um, syndrome for low back and some hip issues. And then the last day is sciatic nerve issues, um, sciatica, um, peroneal cutaneous nerve, uh, that numbness you get from sciatica that goes down the shin to the top of the foot. And then that lateral plantar nerve, uh, um, issue where post sciatica, some people have numbness in the, uh, fourth and fifth toe. And I'm going to do the obturator tunnel. Um, what else? And uh, drop foot. Those are all post sciatic things that you see a lot. So if you're, if you're primarily focused on treating pain, you know what I'm talking about. Lots of sciatica and post-surgically, especially if somebody had to have some sort of surgical intervention because of an entrapment, radiculopathy, um, like an L5S1, um, they may have some nerve damage and they may have had a drop foot or uh, some foot neuropathy, um, numbness, tingling, etc. And so those are things you see a lot uh, when you treat a lot of pain. And I think they're all important for people to learn because you can really, you can make big changes for those people using electric stimulation on the motor points of the muscles that were affected. So, um, okay. Anyway, so that'll be in Italy. I, um, I'll put a link, uh, on this episode for that, um, page on my website, as well as the Podia site. Okay. So, um, have a great week and I will talk to you soon. 